and you are Travis Scott. Travis, I was curious, speaking about pants here, how do you keep your pants up when you're performing? It's incredible. Belt. But they're about to fall down. The belt must be really tight. Belt. Well, thanks so much, Travis. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do those. Coming at you live from the do Rag Dungeon, I'm your host, that boy Coop, back with another regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smell Earring Backs. Subscribe to the Rats Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow on the Rod and Karen Doctor and leave a nice five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash datboycoot. That's anchor.fm slash D A T B O Y C O O T. So, niggas, we back. Niggas, we here. We are on a new week. Uh, maybe months soon, but it's a week. And I'm gonna be on time. Well, I'm on time, nigga. What? Fight me, bitch. I'm on time. Mm -mm. (laughs) And I got a bunch of tomfoolery for (laughs) y'all. The fuckery. The fuckery is in full effect this week. And you know what's funny? I recorded this four days in advance. Yeah, that's how that's how much fuckery is going on. You know, I, if I miss anything from like last Wednesday on, I'm sorry niggas, I got plenty. I got plenty. I catch up. I catch up. Nigga always catch up. <laughs> Nigga always be on that shit. Nigga I always catch up like mustard, bitch. Get me the fuck out of here. So anyway, so um, <laughs> let's talk about some updates with the old university of north carolina yes i don't know if y'all heard my little article from a few weeks ago me talking about nicole hannah jones um but it's some fuckery (laughs) that has created a new batch and cluster of fuckery so let us delve let come into my liege Come into my lab where we'll find the fuckery with a big ass fucking magnifying glass. You want you want come come watch with me? You wanna come see this? Come, come read it with me. <laughs> Listen, prize winning journalist tells UNC Chapel Hill she's not teaching without tenure. Yep, damn right. And as she should, because these motherfuckers at UNC thought they done forgot who the motherfucker was. Okay, just cause you want no better peep pride don't mean she don't need that till you can walk all over her. <laughs> I'm just saying. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. 
Nobel, oh, I said Nobel, but Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones has informed University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill officials that she has no intention of starting work there next week unless the university grants her tenure. Hannah-Jones, a UNC Chapel Hill alumna and New York Times reporter, was hired in April as the night chair in race and investigative journalism at the university's Hussman School of Journalism and Media. She won the Pulitzer, a Peabody Award, and a so-called Genius Grant from the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation for the 1619 Project about slavery's impact on America, right? Which is outstanding work, phenomenal. If you don't know nothing about it, put your money into it, put your brain into it, read some of it at least. Understand the philosophy behind it because it is absolutely phenomenal and it should be really what history should start at for America. But, you know, let, 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 let's go. So, um, <clears throat> so the UNC Chapel Hill Board of Trustees have never voted on her tenure application. Instead, she was offered a five year contract at a salary of one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. Fuck that. OK, by the way, that's a lot of money, but still fuck y'all because she could have got more. OK, she could have got more. Y'all was like, no, sixteen nineteen project. We white folks and we don't understand that. So we're going to just say no. Huh? UNC Board of Governors are full of just a bunch of people that really don't have anybody's best interest, like I've said before. These motherfuckers never cared about anybody that was not white or male. You know, there's like one woman who's white on there, and I think that's pretty much it. It's just like white people, like mostly white men and like one white woman, and they pretty much don't know like what the fuck is going on outside of their rich ass little lives, their comfortable little lives that they lead. Her lawyers on Monday sent a letter to Vice Chancellor and General Counsel Charles Marshall and two other attorneys stated that Hannah Jones is rescinding the contract, which she believes the university entered in bad faith. Honestly, they did, but will not withdraw her application for tenure because she's like, I'm still going to get my damn coin. Sis, get your fucking coin. <laughs> get your fucking coin, sis. Okay. Okay. The, the, the uproar and the anger that is, is around this is very justified. Okay. This has caused ripple effects in the entire UNC Chapel Hill and black students workers employees faculty of any kind like it bro it's nasty Nash, nasty you should see today i have a lot of fucking receipts okay and you will see that <laughs> they fucking up so the letter was obtained and first reported by nc policy watch an arm of the left-leaning North Carolina Justice Center. This is WRAL, and they're supposed to be, like, really neutral, but fuck it. University officials told Hannah Jones that her tenure would come in November 2020 with an expected start date in January, according to the letter. When that didn't happen, officials said to expect a tenure vote in January, but again, that never took place because they fucking assholes. To this date, she has not received an explanation from UNC as to why her tenure has been withheld from her, the letter states, without full knowledge of why she had been denied a vote on her tenure package. Miss Hannah Jones entered into the fixed term agreement in an effort to minimize the monetary damages she incurred, as well as the damage to her reputation standing. A reputational standing 
The tenure controversy has sparked outrage amongst UNC Chapel Hill students, faculty, alumni, as well as journalists nationwide. Supporters suggest she's coming up against resistance from power brokers in North Carolina who don't like the name. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't like the 169 project. 1619 project. They don't like what she stands for. They don't like the, the, the history that she is bringing up to people. There's a lot of Republicans in the entire South. Hell, all over. They feel like they shouldn't rehash any history regarding slavery. And I'm like, you know, this is like one of the largest atrocities known to man next to the Holocaust. So I'm just sitting here saying like, hey, bro, like, you just got to understand like, hey, hey, you white person, right? You white person? You white person that fuck up everything. Like, trail of tears. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Trail of tears, Holocaust, and you know slavery come on y'all like if you acknowledge it it's the first thing leading to us changing it and making it better for the people that went through it and the people in the lineage of all of the bullshit that occurred in those days especially like talking about 1921 we're talking about the tulsa massacre we're talking about tons of people that are black that had their own businesses that had everything as far as being upward in mobility upward in 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 financial status and that struck fear into white people that did not like seeing us succeed and they were like nah it's too successful over here in greenwood um you know we're gonna have to just burn it all down what Anyway, so although top Republican lawmakers have denied exercising any influence over the tenure decision, Walter Hussman Jr., who donated $25 million to UNC Chapel Hill's journalism school, expressed concerns to university officials about possible and needless controversy if Hannah Jones were hired. Hey, man, the rich-ass white donor is going to have the pool. He got the money. Most of the time, the motherfuckers is Republican and extremely racist. So, you know, there becomes the bullshit. So he says this. There's a huge credibility problem, and I'm afraid it's because people, the journalism, have moved away from objectivity, impartiality, fairness, giving both sides. Hussman recently told WRL News. This is why he got to go to hell. Somebody rob his house. I'm just <laughs> nigga. I, I I didn't say that. I'm so sorry. Um, where he lived. So let me let me stop. But anyway, he gave twenty five million dollars. I think he he gonna get robbed. So I'm just <laughs> just telling you, he gonna get robbed. So um, <laughs> it ain't gonna be me. It's gonna be niggas. They be like, what's his name? I'm gonna find his address. I'm gonna look this nigga up. Boobity blap. Oh, crash. <laughs> Oh, you like, why his window broken? Damn. Anyway, so Miss <laughs> Hannah Jones cannot trust that the university would consider her tenure application in good faith during the period of the fixed term contract, the letter states. In light of the information which has come her come to her attention, since that time, she cannot begin employment with the university without protection and security of tenure. The inferior terms of employment she was offered as is a result of her discrimination against her um the letter continues her lawyer has or, or her lawyers have previously 
said she is considering a possible federal lawsuit against UNC Chapel Hill. You better get those fucking coins, sis, because they never gave her a reason as to why she was not getting that tenure. So there's there's some plausible reasons as to why she should be suing these motherfuckers. I'm happy. I'm happy she's going to try to get that fucking coin. I'm mad that they ain't give her tenure. Fuck you, UNC. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I try to work it. I try to work where y'all live. I try to work with y'all. Mm. Y'all ain't give me a job either. Fuck y'all. Anyway, so <laughs> I had to work at an even worse institution. Anyway, so <laughs> never going to say that name. All right, so um, <laughs> moving on. Um, let's say something a little more uh towards this article that's outside of uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Let's just talk about more because honestly, this is a cluster of fuckery that needs to be addressed by all people, all parties involved. So student body president slams UNC in an open letter and encourages black students to look elsewhere. Okay, nigga. I mean, I guess I guess we're doing this. All right, so um, <laughs> buckle up, nigga. <laughs> buckle up, nigga. So... UNC body president slams university in open letter encourages black students to look elsewhere as you should sir so <clears throat> Chapel Hill North Carolina Lamar Richards student body president and a trustee of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill he released an op-ed actually Thursday last Thursday I believe um, titled Brace for Reckoning, encouraging black students and educators to look into other institutions away from UNC. <laughs> Don't go for the status quo, guys. Go to HBCU. I'm just telling y'all, I'm just if you're if you're black and 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 you want a good education and don't have to worry about all of the microaggressions, all of the bullshit, all of the sism. Okay. You might get sexism if you're a woman, but still, because niggas ain't shit. But you will not get the racism because you round black folks. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> unless you got like self-hating Negroes, it's like I'm not like those other Negroes. Then you got to like, you know, surf, surf, swerve, swerve on the niggas, swerve on the niggas. Anyway, so <clears throat> Lamar Richards released an op-ed titled Brace for Reckoning, encouraging black, encouraging black students and educators to look into institutions away from UNC. Um, Richards' open letter began with a first-hand account of racism he experienced at a university function, Dear Carolina Community. When I arrived at the meeting venue on the morning of my swearing-in as member of the UNC Board of Trustees, I pulled up to the valet and proceeded to exit my car, at which point the valet stopped me and said, Sir, this valet is for members and patrons only. Prosecutors are standing... Oh, sorry. Protesters! are standing over there. Huh? What? What? Protester. So he's a protester? So you just all of a sudden, like, protester is now, like, coded language for, oh, he a nigga that don't really, like, have no, like, he's, he's not he's not of any, like, tact or of any, like, sophistication or of any, like, importance to you, you know. But he's of the board of trustees. Y'all motherfuckers are fucking wildin', bro. Yes, I was in a full suit and tie. Yes, I had been elected student body president of our university earlier this year. And yes, 
I was moments away from being sworn in as a university trustee. The valet, however, still asked for my ID before walking inside to confirm that I was, in fact, who I said I was. I got out of my car, grabbed my briefcase, and headed inside. But before I walked off, I stood and watched through the glass doors as others, as, as other cars pulled in, one by one, as the valet opened car doors, Individuals got out, nodded their heads, and headed into the building without a single word spoken. As I walked into the boardroom, it hit me. I was entering this space as one of the only people of color to serve as trustee of the University of Carolina, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. UNC Chapel Hill. Shit. Bruh. It's one thing when they stop you and like, are you a protester? And then you get out the car and you look and you like, wait, they ain't stopped. None of them. White person get out with a suit. White person get out with a suit. Y'all niggas ain't, they ain't stop you. Shit. Oh, shit. I'm the only black person here. Shit a mile. Well, it's going to be real from here. So <clears throat> Richards explained that he doesn't believe UNC is doing what is truly necessary to enact change. And let's be honest. There are a lot of these faux, like, faux liberal ass like acting institutions that are like hey hold on nigga <laughs> you're not gonna go that far we're gonna stop you right here you're only gonna go but so far if you go too far we're gonna have to say i'm a nigger we're gonna get you back with that noose you know it, it's whew. okay you cannot reform a system rooted in oppression racism and hatred he said tragically the term reform at this university continues to be used as a sub subtle tactic to oppress students faculty and staff present past and future alike I mean, I, shit. I mean, it's 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 strong in these in these streets. He went on to write that people of color are still facing challenges at the university that should have been left in the past, long ago. UNC is continually falling short of meeting the challenge of serving each and every one of its students. He explained, students of color must speak twice as loud to be heard at the same volume. Graduate students, especially those of color, are treated as modern-day servants, barely paid minimum wage. Our staff and faculty of color are overworked and underpaid, treated like property. I'm glad I'm not working for that institution. I say, that be the bullshit. But, you know, it's funny. I'm working at another institution and it's still fucking shitty. So anyway, so, <laughs> it's like, no matter where you go, you're like, mm, damn. And then Richards encouraged black people considering attending UNC in any capacity to look anywhere else until this rebirth occurs carolina is not deserving of your talents aspirations or successes he said if you are a student staff member or academic from a historically marginalized in identity exploring unc i invite you to look elsewhere if you are considering graduate school law school medical school or other professional programs at unc i challenge you to seek other options while carolina desperately needs your representation and cultural co contributions it will only bring you here to tokenize you and exploit you well damn i say shit oh me shit oh my miss america pie so <laughs> on wednesday Members of the UNC Black Caucus said that many were considering leaving the school over the tenure controversy surrounding Nicole Hannah-Jones. <laughs> it comes full circle, everyone. It's really hard. It's really a hard time to be in Carolina and to live up the values we thought we shared, but are clearly not the same, said Donna Jones, a member of the Black UNC Caucus. Uh, Hannah-Jones 
is a Pulitzer Prize winner, best known for her work on the 1619 Project. And there we go. <laughs> we're back. We're back again. So, yeah. Um, fuck. I tell you. 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 So, here, 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 here's, a, here's a really nice little blurb. <laughs> here's a nice little blurb. You know, just just let you know, this is still good old North Carolina. So, um, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis and other Republican senators introduced the Saving American History Act, which will prohibit the use of federal funds to teach the 1619 Project by K-12 schools or school districts. Fuck you, Tom Tillis. Y'all should have voted for that other man. <laughs> I voted for him because I knew he wasn't Tom Tillis. Fuck Tom Tillis. He has been in there since I've been in college. Fuck his thoughts. Fuck his aspirations. Fuck his goals. He ain't never been shit. He ain't never gonna be shit. I heard you you heard from the horse's mouth, motherfucker. Okay. I mean that with all hate. <laughs> I mean that with all of the hatred in my heart. So um fuck you, Tom Tillis. You will stay being the weasel in the grass that you are. Weasel nose motherfucker. <laughs> Flat, dumb, nugget, hut-faced motherfucker. <laughs> looking like a damn piece of pale clay-looking-ass motherfucker. I will keep going. Because <laughs> I hate his ass. I hate his ass. So, anyway, so... <laughs> y'all like, why is this nigga spending so much energy? Because I'm feeling like it, nigga. Because <laughs> maybe a nigga feeling like it. Shit. So, got some quick stories real quick. And then we'll head to our break. Because... Best believe, it is a lot extra down the line. So, <laughs> I was going to do one more um, article talking about a faculty chair urging students and faculty to speak out against the board's silence over um, Hannah Jones's controversy. But this is going to be a long ass episode if I do that. So, I'm just going to talk about something happy because the nigga is fucked with uh, shout out to Rod and Karen because they were fucking with black people today. Um, so <laughs> the black guy with tips, Rod and Karen, please go listen to them. Fucking with black people is a segment and it's so good. Oh my god! So UNC, I was gonna do it again. I was gonna do it. I was gonna read again. I was gonna read again. I was so angry. I was so angry. Big boy opens up the dungeon as an Airbnb for twenty five dollars a night. Yep, you heard correct. If you know anything about the Dungeon Family Outcast, any legendary stories of my favorite duo out of Atlanta, my favorite duo, period, I don't know, they can be up for debate with, you know, Gangstar, you know, UGK, you know, Run the Jewels, uh, Killer Mike is problematic sometimes, so I'm not going to add that. But yes, <clears throat> Whew, Big Boy invites music fans to stay at the iconic Dungeon Family House. This Black Music Month, relive hip-hop history at the Dungeon, the original stomping grounds of Outkast and the Dungeon family. Overnight stays includes guided access to the basement recording studio where Southern hip-hop was born. Aspiring musicians will have access to a state-of-the-art in-home studio so they can follow in the footsteps of Outkast and the other music pioneers from Atlanta. That kind of steps on the toes of Scarface and Ghetto Boys. For the fact that Mom Playing Tricks on Me came out four years before anything from Outkast did. But I digress. Anyway, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, 
you still gotta respect the history. To celebrate Black Music Month and the highlight, and, and highlight the distinct impact of Atlanta's music scene, six-time Grammy winner and rapper Big Boy is becoming a host on Airbnb for the first time. Later this month, fans will get the chance to experience a piece of music history by booking an overnight stay at the Dungeon House. Named after its basement studio where pioneering albums like Southern Playlist and Cadillac Music were made, and it's impossible to deny the impact of Atlanta artists on the popularity of hip-hop. In particular, the Dungeon Family, a collective uh, that includes Outkast, Goody Mob, Organized Noise, and I could even say way more than that, but yes, those are the nucleus at least. Helped establish Atlanta as a hotbed for talent. Despite their global imprint, the place where the Dungeon Family's music came to life has never been accessible to fans until now. That is fucking amazing. Nigga, it was like $25 a night. I was like, shit. Shit. From July 1st to July 3rd. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's, it's, it's soon. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I got to figure. How, how do I get there? How will I get there? <laughs> oh, shit. It's, like, so in-depth, too. There's, like, guided access tours and shit. Like, bro, like, I'm telling you, this is legendary, bro. This shit's legendary. So, hey, I'm with it. I'm absolutely with it. You know, um, it starts off at $25 a night, but best believe after at least that little period, it's going to be way more. It's going to be, like, $95 at least a night, you know, because Big Boy, like, hey, new revenue stream. <laughs> like, Big, Big Boy has been great on that like the pitfall candles and stuff like he has been making so much money outside of music he got that mailbox money you know that's what you want <clears throat> and it's honestly creating and immortalizing something that is part of hip-hop history that i want to experience i'm gonna be <laughs> like you know i've heard people go to stank on your studios and and shit like that. And I'm like, shit, I won't go. I won't go. I don't necessarily want to be in Atlanta for too long. But yes, 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 I want to go. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so on that note, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break and gather myself because I am still pissed like a motherfucker. That outcast story was like, ooh, woosah to my soul, nigga. Like, <sighs> we'll be back. See you soon. So, um, I have an update. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news, nigga. Raiders is Carl Nassib. NFL jersey flying off the shelves. Number one seller. Boom. So, it's not Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, or Aaron Rodgers. No. The NFL player with the top-selling jersey over the last 24 hours is none other than Carl Nassib. According to the ultra-popular fan gear websites, Fanatics, because I do be buying shit for Fanatics, Nassib's number 94 Las Vegas Raiders jersey has been flying off the shelves ever since the D-lineman announced Monday that he's gay. 
It's unclear the total number of Nassib's jerseys that have sold so far on Monday and Tuesday. We're working on it. But as the number one jersey seller in America's most popular sport, it's safe to say a lot of Nassib units have been moved in the last 24 hours. That is amazing. 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 So, of course, the support for Nassib since he made his announcement has been overwhelming. Everybody from Saquon Barkley to Roger Goodell to even OJ Simpson has pressed. <laughs> OJ, where the fuck you pop out of, man? Nigga, where the, fuck, where the fuck you come from, nigga? Poof. The juice supports. Like, nigga, <laughs> ain't nobody asked you. <laughs> Go on back over there in Arizona, nigga. Shit. <laughs> like, shit. Like, the fuck? Is he in Nevada, Arizona? One of them deserty places. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, those places are beautiful. I'm, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> I'm just being stupid. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Ah, uh, but OJ Simpson is praised. <laughs> I can't keep straight face. Leave me alone. Let me stop. <laughs> praise 20 year old for coming forward. OJ, why did you pop out? I'm just saying. Why did you pop out? Like, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I'm. <laughs> Whatever, man. So. <laughs> This is a great update, man. Um, this is great because I didn't know how people would respond to Carl Nassib um, coming out. And, you know, the NFL fans are a bit weird. They're a bit funny people. And you don't know how they're going to sway. You know, some of them are like, oh, well, I don't know about that, bro. Like, the fuck? It's 2021. Why are we still, like, going like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, who has time for that shit? Bruh, he love who we love, okay? I love who I love, okay? I love me some women. (laughs) I love my bae, my girlfriend, okay? (laughs) And, you know, he he has attractions to men. That is his lifestyle. Why are we all up in this man business? You know, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's history and groundbreaking, but... Like, people trying to, like, interview him and do all this crazy shit and just keep going back and forth on him, man. Like, he's like, man, I want prophecy. Leave me alone. Like, leave the bro alone. Leave him alone. Let him understand and maneuver this space while he is out. Just being out. Let him. Let him go. <laughs> I said it last episode, and I'll say it again. Just let him be him. <laughs> let him Let him go. <laughs> shit. The media has no fucking cooth. They're just going to be like, ah, well, you know, like, I need an interview. Okay, he's gonna say no. So anyway, um, let's talk about some black-owned businesses. Mm. This is gonna be beautiful. Mm. I need y'all to sit back, get some black-owned food, black-owned anything in front of you, and enjoy for the next few minutes. For I talk about the story of Slim and Huskies. So, Nashville, Nashville. Tennessee. Nashville's based Slim and Huskies becomes first black-owned restaurant on Broadway. The new downtown 5th and Broadway location of the hip-hop-inspired pizza joint opens Thursday, March 4th, 2021. So it's been open for a few months. And uh, I love it. I love it. Um, I saw um, <clears throat> them speaking on my Instagram. And it was like one of those sponsored... Um, one of those sponsored like videos that kind of 
I think it was in a podcast format and they kind of were talking about, hey, this is why we chose where we were located. Right. Um, so Music City's own Slim and Husky's Pizza Beeria. Pizza Beeria. I had to like figure out like Pizza Beeria becomes the first black owned restaurant on Nashville's most popular thoroughfare. With its grand opening at Fifth and Broadway on Thursday, March 4th. Co founded by Nashville natives Clint Gray, Derek Moore, and Emmanuel Reed in 2017, hip hop inspired Slim and Huskies is a fast casual gourmet pizza joint with locations in Nashville, Atlanta, Sacramento, and Memphis. And them niggas chose to be in North Memphis, okay? Like, the hood hood. And I'm like, that's where you're supposed to be. <laughs> you know? You know? It's, it's, it's some people that's like, I'm scared of the gunshots. And I'm like, but you're going to get people that's going to be cool with you. If you make good food, you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you really don't have nothing to worry about. Like, you you good. Like, that might be a place of calm if you're dealing with some activity in the area. But for the most part, you good. You know, people scared move to the hood. Shit. Property values is cheaper. You can own you can own and maintain everything in your restaurant. You can pay people. You can do much better over there. Anyway, so moving on. So <clears throat> hip hop inspired Slim and Huskies is a fast casual gourmet pizza joint with locations in Nashville, Atlanta, Sacramento, and Memphis. The co-founders are partnering with Tennessee Titan Kenny Vaccaro, who joins the Slim and Huskies team as an investor in the Fifth and Broadway location. The eighth for the Nashville-based brand, uh, located at 5056 Broadway Place, one of the featured restaurants in downtown New Fifth and Broadway. That plus is fucking me up. It's not an ampersand. It's a plus. It fucks me up. Development. Uh, not inside Assembly Food Hall. Also opening March 4th, the Broadway spot will serve the same menu of Slim and Husky staples, customizable pizzas, salads, and unique cinnamon rolls made with locally sourced ingredients. Craft cocktails will be on tap and they'll add frozen alcoholic drinks and local beers in the coming weeks. In addition to enjoying Slim and Husky's award-winning pizza, um, customers can listen to live performances by local musicians and pursue artwork showcases by Tennessee artists, Dojo, Exclusives, Trigger, Gallery Smith, X Payne, Alexander Bryant, Unique, uh, Walter Lewis Smith, the second, and Santiago Ortiz Piazuelo. Yep, got all those names. Um, yeah, those were tough. So, because <laughs> these names are not normal. Uh, so grand <laughs> normal. What is what is normal anyway? So, uh, grand opening festivities will include live music performances featuring artwork from local artists and a 50% off promo code for MNPS teachers and administrators. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's fucking dope. So, um, yeah, um, this is an amazing. This is an amazing collective of people. You even have an NFL player involved, so they're going to be invested in it because it's a growing chain now going across the entire u.s bro like it's 
it's only a few locations but they can grow even bigger now they can expand in a much bigger way so the three nashville natives have always aimed to invigorate less touched areas of the community through employment opportunities and accessible dining experiences including locally brewed craft beer and innovative pizza creations when the owners aren't perfecting their product they're hosting community events and participating in speaking engagements at local schools, nonprofits, small businesses, and organizations. That's what's up, man. That's crazy, bro. Like, this is so, like, important. Like, they're employing people that are not necessarily typically given the same opportunities as other people who have these, like, fine dining restaurants that are in these really nice areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's giving people opportunities that society doesn't give opportunities to that's fucking dope that's dope as shit so um we got one more spot this is gonna be a nice one this one's very local to here um and it is the story of oak city fish and chips um it's a spot i've ate at before it's far out but it's some oh when i tell you some good ass shit mm, some good ass shit so check out this family business in Morgan Street Food Hall and beyond. Courtesy of Walter Magazine, um, at age seven, Isaac B. Horton IV started his first business, mowing lawns in his neighborhood. Between that and his allowance, he amassed like $20. <laughs> he was like, I, just, I got like $20 mowing lawns. So a trip to Kmart was in order. I wanted an X-Men action figure so bad, man, he recalls, but it cost $27. My parents gave me the rest of my money, but after that, I said to myself, man, after a month of work, I don't even have enough money for an action figure. I need to make more money. So <laughs> this nigga was already, it was already there. Like it was roll safe meme in order. That nigga was pointing to his head like, got it. Like <laughs> um, his father used the incident as a teaching moment about the value of money. And thus the entrepreneurial mindset was born. And it has grown quite a bit. Horton the Fourth, now 31, is a partner in a business that includes four food trucks, one of the most popular restaurants in the booming Morgan Street Food Hall, and a freestanding restaurant in Southeast Raleigh. And if everything goes according to plan, he's just getting started. Now, let me tell you, I went to the location in Southeast Raleigh, and that's a far ways from here, from where I am. It's, it's about 20 minutes. But, uh, bro, when I tell you, like, it's worth the trip nigga nigga it's worth the trip okay that's some good ass fish that's some good ass fish that's some good ass fries that's some good ass food <laughs> period horton the fourth gives a lot of credit for his success to his father isaac b horton the third <laughs> 62 a successful entrepreneur himself who spent a lifetime preparing his children to imitate and surpass his own business ventures horton the third has four decades of experience in technology patents international business and finance after earning a phd in chemistry at the indiana university bloomington <laughs> he began his career as a research chemist for dupont and later spent eight years at rom and haas a specialty materials company later acquired by the dow chemical company uh, Horton III left the corporate world in 1994 to pursue a career as an entrepreneur. I think that's where a lot of people are going. They're, like, they're like, hey, man, I've been in the corporate world. I done did all that shit, man. This be the bullshit. This own my own shit here, you know. Through his various endeavors, um, his, his companies have been awarded more than 100 patents 
in areas like fiber optics and water purification. Holy shit, what is he making? Pools? <laughs> like, Jesus. But with success, Horton III says comes responsibility. He always included one day of service on every family vacation, whether it was bringing food to the poor or visiting people in hospitals. I wanted my children to see what most of the people in the world are experiencing, Horton III explains. These experiences gave Horton IV a frame for being both ambitious and generous. My dad always taught me that it was important to have more than enough not out of greed, but out of benevolence, he says, because at some point, God is going to call upon you to take care of somebody else. Oh, my gosh. Horton IV majored in economics at UNC Greensboro in my hometown, graduating in 2011. He took a job at Lenovo as a sales manager, but the entrepreneurial spirit was calling. He learned about a man in Durham who was selling his seafood truck along friends and pulled together $13,500 to buy it. They fixed it up and rebranded the truck to launch Oak City Fish and Chips in July 2015. One of the keys to the brand's success is its proprietary blending of seasonings. The season is hitting, says partner Ijeoma Nkwankwo, who has been involved in the company since the beginning. So every time we made it, we didn't have enough. We asked to reveal the recipe. Horton IV chuckled and politely declined. (laughs) But he gave this hint. The hush puppies have brown sugar on them. Nigga, that's why them hush puppies hit. Nigga, I could eat their hush puppies by themselves and not have nothing else. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. That's that's but it's obvious with the hush puppies. Anyway, one truck grew to four trucks, and by 2018, demand was high enough that they started thinking about a brick and mortar location. I live in downtown Raleigh, Horton IV says, and every day I would go out for a walk past every major construction site, so I would be cognizant of economic development. One day I walked by this building and I saw the sign of the first day they put it up. The sign was for the Morgan Street Food Hall, a dining concept then new to Raleigh, in which several restaurants share a large common space under one roof. The space, now home to 19 vendors, opened in August 2018. He was the first person to sign up, Horton III says. He called me and said, Dad, downtown is changing, and we have to be a part of it. Today, Oak City Fish and Chips in the Morgan Street Food Hall is thriving. (laughs) According to the food hall personnel, They have a line out the door every single day, says Melinda Jackson, marketing director for the food hall. They seem to have a cult following. Damn. (laughs) Damn. With the Morgan Street location under their belts, Horton IV led the opening of a standalone Oak City Fish and Chips restaurant on New Birch Drive in Southeast Raleigh this past February, which I went to, and it's amazing. It's right in the heart of where I grew up, Horton IV says. And it's in an area undergoing rapid development. Civic leaders were particularly happy to see the restaurant open in the area. Southeast Raleigh has a disparity in overall retail services compared to more affluent areas like North Raleigh. Because North Raleigh is like the really, 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 really nice part. Um, It's like really, 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 really nice. So says Wallace Green, a board member of Raleigh Area Development Authority. Any retail, establishment, any retail establishment like a restaurant, Green says, adds jobs to the local economy and contributes to the tax base. To date, 
Oak City Fish and Chips has sold more than 100,000 meals at their variety of locations, including the food trucks. Holy shit. Holy shit. This, this is an amazing story. Uh, but they're not done yet. Um, everything they have done so far, Horton III says, is part of a larger effort to build a brand and customer base to learn more about customer behavior. All of that will be used as a part of an overall strategy to expand their business ventures. In Oak City Fish and Chips, Horton III acted mostly in an advisory role to his son, but he is the primary driver in other planned ventures. In keeping with the spirit of using their successes for the greater good, the Hortons are thinking beyond traditional restaurants, even beyond food. Now that would be interesting. So um, both father and son would like to expand into hydroponics, a system in which food is grown indoors using only water. And Horton III is developing a concept for a restaurant in Northeast Raleigh that would use it. Nigga, this is amazing. This is some different shit here. My man was an engineer, so whew. He found a large warehouse-like building that has room for hydroponics equipment in the back and space in the front for the restaurant. Both of the Hortons are passionate about hydroponics, which they tout as a superior method of food processing as it avoids pesticides, requires little land, and cuts down on transportation. Holy shit. They're going to be able to be making like crazy amounts of money and the overhead is going to be super low. Like, they way ahead of the game, bro. Like, they on a different level with this shit. Honestly, I'm excited for them. Super excited for them. Like, that is a business that is thinking so far ahead. You just see him like, hydrophonics, nigga the fuck? This is pure engineering based like design when it comes to, this is food engineering. This is agricultural science. Like, hey man, they about, they, about, they about to fuck shit up in the best way possible. And that just gives me more reason to want to go to Oak City Fish and Chips again. So let me go take my ass down to Southeast Raleigh. I'll be back niggas. <laughs> and on that note, support black businesses. And as always, thank you. It's me, Guap Chat, 4th Annual. I'm a fellow rich white man from the suburban. Look at my suburban behind me. That's clearly not fake. I just want to know where we hoarding our wealth. Where are we hoarding our riches? Where the fuck are we hoarding the- And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Look a lot like wood. Follow my every step. Take notes on how I crept. I'm about to go in depth. This is the way I greet my season. Here's my ghetto rep. I kept to say the least. No, no, it can't cease. So I began to piece my two and two together. Got some snowy weather. Have to find something to do better. Bet I said some jobs, so shut up that. Nonsense about the solid, solid. I got the crock if it ain't real, ain't right. I'm like, no matter what the season, forever chill with you. I said my. I chill, I chill, and got my reason. So tell me, what did you expect? You thought I'd break my neck to help y'all deck? The, the, oh no, I got other means of celebrating. I'm getting blizzard at Hojo, I got the hoochie waiting. I made it through another year, can't act for nothing much more. It's outcast, but the books are thought you knew, so now you know. Let's go. All the